0: Hey everyone, Richard C. Wilson here at Billionaires.com. Super excited to share this interview with Tony Robbins that we just got done. No offense, Mark Cuban, but this is the most exciting one to have done to date, not just because he's an A-list billionaire like Mark Cuban, but so many people have had their lives changed by the insights, the advice, the live events, the books um, that has been put out by Tony and his team. So. Recently, I read Tony's book, Life Force. I had read his book, Money, Master the Game, before. The original book I had uh, read, and I have multiple times, like many of you, is Awaken the Giant Within, and you can also get Unleash the Power Within on Amazon or Audible if you want to listen and watch those resources. If you haven't gone through them all yet, please do. None of this would have happened, though, if it wasn't for Harry Clore who was at our Investor Summit yesterday. We had a 700-person event, 70 speakers on stage, And Harry came up when he saw my recommendations of the billionaire books that I've loved best and the 25 billionaires we've interviewed so far for billionaires.com on our mission to interview 100 of them. And he said, hey, would it be helpful to maybe interview Tony Robbins? And I said, for sure it would be. So right there, he stepped aside. We recorded an audio message requesting that of Tony, sent him the questions. And literally the same day he got the interview done. It was amazing, we thank you, Harry, for that. If anyone wants to check out what Harry's doing with Beyond Imagination, his AI robot technology that Tony is involved in, please go and check it out at B-E-O-M-N-I dot A-I. It's called Beyond Imagination and it's Harry Klor, K-L-O-O-R. So thank you, Harry, for making this happen. Thank you, Tony, for answering these interview questions. This is gonna be enormously helpful to our two million plus social followers, and it's making the whole billionaires.com project more valuable. So without any further delay, let's jump right into the interview questions and hear from Tony and his advice. I hope you enjoy it as much as I have. Uh, My first question is, what was the major turning point, point of increased momentum, or a strategic choke point that once you acquired or completed, it made everything you were doing search forward. I would say um, making the psychological shift from operator to
1: owner in my businesses. Uh, you know, when you're an operator, you're always stressed. You're trying to do it all. You try to supervise everything and everyone. You try to make sure no one makes mistakes. And so it all requires your attention. And so you can never scale. And the only way you succeed in a large scale, financially or in business is by scaling. So one of the ways that I made that shift was to stop asking how to get something done, but ask who can get this done? Who would be the best person? Who would be the most skilled person? Who could do this more rapidly than anyone else? I had focused on the who versus the how, and that turned me into an owner. and now I have you know 111 companies, and we do over seven billion dollars in business at the time. I was stressed with two companies that were doing less than five million dollars in business.
0: Awesome, that's great, Tony. I appreciate you sharing that. We work with hundreds of doctors and dentists, as well as family offices, and I can tell you that I know hundred plus doctors and dentists who work just as many hours and probably work harder than a lot of the families that are worth hundred million dollars plus or a billion dollars plus that we serve. Um, And it's because of exactly what you just said—they're in the operator mode instead of the owner Um, mode—and you just can't scale when you're doing that. So it's not about the number of hours per week that you're working. It's about your time leverage and leveraging the specialty skills of others who might be much better than you. And you can't, there's not enough time in the day to do everything, right? So awesome. Appreciate that. Uh, Let's move on to the next question. What is the most valuable strategy worth far more than $1 million that you wish somebody provided you with early on that you could share here with our listeners? Um, Probably the most valuable
1: strategy was understanding proximity as power. I was interviewing or actually visiting at the time with uh, the person who was at that time the richest person in canada and um he wanted to help me and he asked me some of my goals and i told him some of them and he said uh let me give you the most valuable advice that made me wealthy proximity is power and i said i think i know what that means but please tell me what it means. He means, if you wanted to make a movie today, Tony, he said, you could do it easily. I've seen about 10 movies that you're in some little role. He said, the reason is you have so many people in the entertainment business that are your fans, writers, directors, producers, actors, heads of studios. He said, so you're in proximity with them all the time. They're thinking about you. And as a result, you know, my guess is you didn't even have to ask to get put in those movies. And this is even before films where I played a bigger role like Shallow Howe. And uh, he was absolutely right. He said, now, if you wanted to do a deal with IBM, I'm not saying you couldn't do it, but you don't have proximity. Your chances of really making that deal are shrunk massively. Whereas, you know, if you look at Bill Gates, his family is directly tied to the board of IBM. And it made the possibility, made the probability of making that deal so much greater. If you are in proximity of people playing the game at a much higher level than you are, now, think of it this way. If you play tennis with someone and you're better than they are, your game is going down over time because you're not challenged. If you want to really do well, get in proximity with people playing the game much higher than yourself. Using the tennis metaphor, someone who's so much better, you're playing against Serena Williams, your game is going to explode just to stay on the court. So getting yourself in proximity with those who are already getting the results that you want, that are playing the game at the highest level, is huge and by attaching this idea of getting around people in the case of the the advice he gave me as people that were investment bankers, I ended up uh, putting together one of the biggest deals of my life, which at the time at the age of 39 allowed me to take a company public and um, in a reverse merger and I made over $400 billion. Whereas I'd worked a lifetime working 18 hour to 20 to 21 hour days sometimes and hadn't come close to that. So proximity is power, understanding that principle can create more momentum faster than almost anything else that I've seen in life and in business.
0: Awesome, yeah, I love this proximity is power concept. but want to, as a family office, increase the quality of your deal flow. You need, be, need to be in proximity of the owners of assets and the CEOs of companies you want to invest in or acquire. If you're looking to get deals done with investors and you're looking to raise capital, and grow a big investment platform you need to be in proximity of ultra wealthy individuals family offices billionaires uh, high net worth investors etc this is something that comes up at our events quite often it's the reason why i've been running the family office club for the last 16 years and it's the reason why for 12 years starting in 2009 i was chasing billionaires.com and it took me over 150 emails and multiple investment structures to actually get the deal done after negotiating it for 12 years and that's my motivation Of owning billionaires.com and interviewing 100 plus billionaires um, and really getting closer to them and building relationships through interviews, exactly like this one with you, Tony. But also just to kind of get inside your mind, because I feel like mentally, my mental models will be in proximity of your mental models if I can read the 200 books written by billionaires and I can watch the 700 YouTube videos and then interview 100 billionaires myself. So, love that answer. It's something that I think is, is really powerful. And this morning I had a call with a group that does $400 million worth of transactions per month. They do 4 to $5 billion plus in deals per year. And last year I got to spend, last week I spent two hours with a billionaire. Um, and those are just examples of, of trying to put into practice what you're saying, Tony, and I believe in it hundred percent. So it's awesome that you chose to give that advice over everything else you could have said there. Um, my last and final question, just to respect your time, is what is the most The number one most costly mistake that you've made, seen many investors make, or that business owners make all of the time, which could be easily avoided? Well, as a business owner, the number one mistake is staying too long
1: with people that aren't right. Rationalizing versus, you know, making decisions quickly. It's like taking time to hire people to really believe you're right. But then quickly, if you know they're wrong, not rationalizing and staying with them because they're eating up time of others. If you have platinum players, and you have somebody that you bring on board that's a bronze player, uh, or a person who, uh, for example, does not the right team fit, they can suck the energy out of your culture and your environment. When it comes to investments, the biggest mistake, again, is people not willing to make a decision to cut their losses. Um, Being in a position where somebody can tries to continue to be optimistic about something, and that, as an investor, will get you in trouble. One other one I'll give you, um, that So you want to avoid, and, and if I want to give you another valuable strategy, it was one I got for, for investing, I gave you a business one for investing. It was from Ray Dalio, who I interviewed for my book, Money Master the Game. I interviewed 50 of the smartest people alive in investing, Ray Dalio, Carl Icahn, Warren Buffett, Paul Tudor Jones, etc. cetera. Um, and when I asked him what's in his, he's the most successful hedge fund uh, uh, manager in history, He's returned over $50 billion in profits to his clients. He manages over $165 billion in business. And I said, on your 40 years plus of investing, what's the most important? What is the holy grail of investing? And he told me, Tony, the most important thing is to remember that if you can find 8 to 12 uncorrelated investments that you really believe in, you reduce your risk by 80% and increase your potential returns. Um, Anytime you can do something to reduce your risk 80% and still be in the game, it's priceless. And so I've worked on making sure my asset allocation always has at least those uncorrelated assets, which means you can't just have public assets, you have to have private equity and or private credit or private real estate assets as well.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that is super helpful. Um, On the first part of that, about staying too long with bad people and needing to be decisive and be high conviction on decisions and move quickly... Um, That's probably cost our company millions of dollars in revenue. We used to hold on to bad salespeople, especially uh, way too long. They were toxic to our culture. So we've gotten much better at that. And at our recent uh, event, this actually came up several times. um, Kevin Harrington, one of the original sharks from Shark Tank, we've closed two transactions that we sourced and structured with him. He always talks about working with high velocity entrepreneurs. And you can't be high velocity if you're hanging on to bad people all the time. Paul Carger, we just had a uh, fireside chat on stage with him. He manages uh, 39 different clients with an average net worth of $190 million per client. And one of the top takeaways from that fireside chat was that you have to be high conviction, move fast, make a decision, and you go with it. Um, and just by chance, last night I was watching billionaire Marcus Lemonis, the prophet, and he respected an entrepreneur that said, no, I don't need to talk to my team. If I'm comfortable, then we're going to do it and she was being decisive. And he said he really respected that because in his world too, if he decides that he wants to do something, then he's gonna do something. And it all comes down to that high conviction, you know, speed of implementation uh, and being decisive. Uh, on the second part related to private credit, private deals, having eight to 12 different investments, we couldn't agree more. I think that a lot of people in the family office industry know they need to diversify that way. They want more than just a couple rental homes and their wealth advisor diversifying them in the markets. And we're always trying to help families get more and more deal flow. And the mistake I see related to what you're saying is that a lot of them think they're getting diversification by investing in a whole bunch of startups and a whole bunch of different industries. And I think that one thing I'd add on to what you said and what Ray Dalio suggested is just that we often tell families, do not invest in really high risk startups, unless you're doing it through a professional venture capital, angel investor fund, or it's in the industry where you made your money. You do not have the insight and the skill set to choose the high risk investments in different niches. It needs to be in the niche where you created your wealth if you're gonna go really early stage and otherwise invest in things already proven that already have a profit margin being made um, and that already are developed and they're not at the startup phase. So um, definitely appreciate the interview. That was awesome. I think that our listeners are gonna get a ton of value from the thoughts you've shared. If you have not gone through several of Tony's books, I definitely recommend you doing so. If you haven't gone to one of those live events, uh, please try to go out of your way to do so. I'm sure that you got value from this interview. So please maybe listen to it a second time or share it with somebody else you know. Um, Appreciate you being part of Billionaires.com, Tony, and hope we can meet in person sometime soon. Take care.